1: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
0: A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi
2: guys, and welcome back to the Grief Gang Podcast. This is episode three, and this is titled as How My Relationship and Grief Coexist. I have a lovely little pal next to me. You
3: make me sound like a dog.
2: <laughs> you are my dog. And I am joined by, what was that, my lovely boyfriend, Joe. Say hi. Hello. <laughs> So I've decided that episode three was going to be about relationships as, like um, the previous episodes on friendships, I had quite a few messages from people about their own relationships and how they were struggling and they wanted to know my story and and what I've done and how my relationship is to this day. Like, you know, being in a long-term relationship and going through grief at the same time. So I thought it was a good time to cover that base. And who better with than me own fella? It would be weird if I did it with someone else, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be a bit creepy. (laughs) So, just to give a little bit of an insight to myself and Mr Joe, Uh, me and Joe have been together for six years, since we were the sweet age of 16. Um, yeah, we met in school, he went to an all-boys school and I went to an all-girls school and we had a couple of mutual friends and the rest was history. But then, you'll see, three years into our relationship, that was when my mum passed away. So, Joe and myself, and especially Joe, had created a relationship with my mum over those three years as well. So I thought this episode, rather than it just be me babbling away, (laughs) let Joe take the stage a bit and he can give an insight as to what it is like. It'd be a bit of both. It'd be a bit of me babbling from my perspective of being a grieving person and being in in a relationship. And obviously the other perspective as well as Joe as how to deal and what we went through as a couple and what he learned and what we've learned together as a couple so first question for Joe, (laughs) well for both of us really what was our relationship like before we lost mum
3: it was uh, pretty chill really (laughs) it wasn't um, I don't know it's your typical 16 year old's relationship really yeah, It was pretty calm. Um, we'd see each other after school. I'd stay around some nights. You know, the usual 16-year-old stuff, really. You, you you go into town after school. You go shopping. Yeah, what you money? wouldn't take things too seriously, but you're still yeah, young. Definitely. and You still were learning a lot of things. And I think, well, for both of us, it was our first proper relationship. And we were still quite young to have mm. a serious relationship. Um, And it kind of continued to be well, up till we were 19 when it all, all kicked off. It was still pretty young. Mm. Um, and we were still kind of just going through life like it was pretty easy, not really thinking about much. Like most teenagers do, I suppose.
2: Yeah. No, definitely. I think we were very, quite immature. Quite immature still. Still had a lot of growing up to do. Still do. Yeah, you do, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um But, yeah, no, our relationship before mum passed away, it was very, like, obviously we were exclusive to each other. We'd been together for three years already, and, oh, yeah, we were still young and whatever, but, you know, three years of our lives were already invested in each other, in both of our family lives as well. So, you know, we'd made them roots. Um, And as well, like, Joe was very close with my mum as well. She was like a second mum to him who wasn't afraid to put you in your place <laughs> and tell you when you were being a bit of an asshole. But yeah, all in all, our relationship before my mum passed away, it was happy, it was healthy, it was secure, it was stable, it was fun, it was just it was just easygoing. Um and then obviously yeah, my mum um, went into hospital on the um 24th. Obviously, my last thing on my brain was was Joe. So, That's right. (laughs) I'll take a step back for a day. (laughs) Oh, yeah. My last thing on my brain that day was obviously Joe. Um, And for the day after. And to be quite honestly, for like the foreseeable few weeks. Like my last topic of fucking interest or concern was our relationship. And I think in a good way, that was a good thing that I didn't have to worry about it. Um, because it was, it was already so secure, but I think if we weren't so secure and hadn't been together for that long a time or I don't know just where we were, I think it, that probably, our relationship probably would even more struggled because I was just so, um, what's the word, unavailable, mm. quite unavailable. It was just like, you definitely took a back seat on a lot of things.
3: Yeah, and I think, naturally, if we weren't as secure as well, I think I would have taken even more of a back seat, but probably not in the best way. Um, yeah, no, yeah, definitely. I probably wouldn't. I don't know. I don't know what would have happened, but I wouldn't have been there as much. Mm. And I probably wouldn't know what to do as much because I didn't know you or I didn't know your brother or your family as much. Yeah. But I suppose three years in, I knew everyone and I knew you and I was very close with your mum, so it, it was also affecting me, so I wanted to be there no, for definitely. myself as well. Um, but, yeah...
2: Yeah, no, definitely. We were very just you could say lucky. It's oh shit, I'm turning the volume up. <laughs> um so yeah, so all in all really this episode it is sort of the first time me and you have really probably sat well, we speak about things and whatnot. Yeah but not really in much Yeah, but really saying um it's not like this is brand new feelings, but saying in it a term of like of doing it step-by-step, step. this is the first time he's done something like this.
3: Oh, yeah, I'm not much of a talker.
2: But yeah, so. yeah, Joe's a little bit shy. I don't know about that. <laughs>
3: not as deep as you.
2: You're a bit of, a, bit of a shy egg. Um, so I want to, I already know, but I want Joe in his own words to sort of give his version of events on that day, or the day before, and what was like, what was going through your head from from the minute we were in the spare bedroom, if you can even remember, because you've got the most I've got the fucking worst memory awful in the world. memory.
3: Um, yeah, I remember being in the spare room. Kind of, we just got up, both had a day off, didn't we? Or something. Mm. Um, yeah, I just remember that phone call. And then you know you just kind of get that feeling straight away that so it's not good. Yeah. I couldn't hear what was being said on the phone, yeah. but you know straight away that it's not good. Um. And it was all a bit like Amber, a blur, really. Um, yeah, the journey to the hospital, being at the hospital. I suppose I wasn't as involved as Amber, naturally. Um, all I remember from that day was just sitting in that, that room mm. at the hospital, this little box full of 20 people absolutely crammed in there. Just no one really saying a word to each other, not really know what was going on. Well,
2: you didn't know what, yeah.
3: I suppose you and Carl knew a bit more than us, but you went in the room... Um, and sometimes people would pop out and check on you and and we'd get little updates, but no one really knew what was happening. Mm. And it was just silence and and confusion and anger and, yeah, a lot of emotions, but also a lot of blur at the same time. Yeah. It was a strange day. It seemed so long, but nothing happened.
2: Yeah, for such a long, long day, it felt like not a lot had happened. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get that, yeah. For such a long day, you would have thought, oh, surely something's got to change. I don't know, yeah, just for such a long day. But no, nothing really did. It was just waiting and just playing the waiting game. But I hardly remember you on the day before she died. I hardly ever remember even interacting with you.
3: No, but we didn't From literally,
2: yeah, the morning. So from literally when we got to the hospital... I can't lie, I think I literally did just... I forgot about you. Yeah? No, well,
3: you, you didn't... You shouldn't be thinking about but me the thing, that But time. I didn't...
2: I think yeah, that was where it was so solid already is that I didn't have to worry about being like, oh, God, I've got to attend to Joe. Not even, like, give him attention, but, you know, no. check on him because I needn't be because I knew you'd be cool. But... I wasn't cool, but... Well, yeah, you weren't cool, <laughs> no. But I think, yeah, you just... Yeah, bless you, Now, I do remember you sitting in, in the waiting room of the intensive care, sat in the corner, just, like, looking like a lost puppy dog, and I was like, oh, fuck. But in my own head, I was like, oh, fuck as well. I was like, I don't even know what to do with that, Let like, myself, let alone that, right now. But you were sort of, like, tending to other people and you were, like, seeing if they wanted any biscuits and stuff. Yeah, like, I'm you, pretty shit sure at that, so... You were the biscuit <laughs> I weren't, the, sir, best. I weren't the best, but it's just... Everyone no, was but kind that's of your own little way. But... So, yeah, so then that night, obviously... Do you know, I can't even remember even leaving the hospital that night. Um, so, so, yeah, we went home that night and we stayed at my... Then we got the next morning and, um, and we were driving on the way and, obviously you were, you actually, you knew before me. Mm. You knew before me. And I think that's a quite a big thing to, although it was probably only, what, seven minutes from the hospital, for those seven minutes, you couldn't tell me that my mum died.
3: Yeah, I suppose. And I'm that's really a thought lot. About it exactly, like yeah, like...
2: like, that's a lot. Like, to know that, not a thing of, oh, you knew before me, but a thing yeah. of... You know, I, I knew straight away from the look on your face, and mm. just the way you—you you couldn't even look at me. I remember you couldn't even look at me. You just looked straight forward through, through the window, and you were like, "Just drive, just get there." And I knew straight away. I thought, like, "I just know. I know him. I know that look. I know she's fucking gone." But for you to have yeah been told over the phone, she's died, and then be like, and then you had to make the decision of. Do I tell her while we're in a moving car and she's driving it or do I wait till we get to the hospital where she's safe and she's okay? Like it's a, it is quite a heavy decision.
3: Yeah, I didn't really think about it at the time that it was like a big decision. Yeah. I just kind of thought naturally. Like, just your gut instinct, yeah, yeah it's not the right thing to do. Yeah, I shouldn't be telling her right now, like, yeah. this isn't the time and place, like. And you, you, you can You knew anyway, so I didn't. Yeah, yeah, I didn't really need to tell you. You could have that feeling. Exactly. Anyway yeah, from like how I said I before.
2: Yeah, I just, I just knew anyway. And, and
3: partly, I didn't want to say it because you're a fucking awful driver anyway, so <laughs> it only made things worse.
2: Especially in the Ford KA, eh? big up the thing. A little tin can. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I do think about that and how you were, you were told something like that over the phone, and like, how do you even digest it? Like digest it yourself because I you've grieved for mum and that's a lot for you to hear as well. So for you to digest it and then be like, fuck her daughter doesn't even know. And we're on the way to her now. Like it's a lot to digest, a lot, lot, lot to digest. But, and obviously we've got to the hospital. I just dashed it. Yeah. Then you just followed me like slowly behind.
3: Yeah. I wasn't going to chase after you. I, I knew that. Well, you knew anyway, so
2: yeah.
3: I, know, I had to process things myself. Yeah, as well no, hundred
2: percent. I think that was kind of your time to be. Like, well, you you already had. You'd been told the news anyway, so it was almost a bit like. Yeah. You're rush. You were rushing to hear something that you already knew. Yeah. And, and I knew your
3: brother was there anyway, so it's not like I was just leaving you. To no, no, yeah, hundred, yeah. He, he didn't just leave own. me
2: and be like, "Piss off, and you can go run." No, I, I did just dart it out of the car. I didn't even give him a chance, but. um no, I've never been um, upset about that. I've never even thought about it because, yeah, I think that's probably just your little five-minute breather of being like, holy fuck, like, this is real. Like, this is legit. But then what's your... what's? Because you, mine was a blur then. All I remember is getting in there, so you seeing my family, then seeing my brother, and then it being a blur. And then I, I can't remember you for nothing on that day. So you had to tell me about your day on that day. So I have ran in... And you followed me behind. Who was the first pe- Who was the first person you saw when you walked into, like, the... You're um, asking me with my memory. I know, shit. I
3: don't know. I think... I don't know. I don't know who was there. Someone was in the corridor, but I can't remember who. Mm. I can't remember who. Was your granddad there at the time? Yeah. I think it might have been him.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, Yeah. And... Because I obviously already knew. I was, it was kind of like, you're walking there. And you're waiting to see everybody that you know is going to be there, and they're all going to be in absolute bits, and it's going to be absolute horrible.
1: Mm.
3: And I didn't really know how to how to deal with it at the time. Like
2: yeah.
3: everyone's in a, a state, and, and no one's in a good way at all. Um, but I'm not really kind of the person that shows their emotion too much. And I'll be honest, like that day, I didn't even cry. Like
2: no, you didn't. Yeah, I'm not the no, kind of person to, yeah, remember, to do yeah. that.
3: I I wish I could, but I just I just didn't. No. And so I kind of felt, I felt bad in that way because everyone was emotional and everyone was crying and everyone was obviously upset. But I couldn't, I was, but I couldn't show it. Like, couldn't I wasn't it showing it.
2: Yeah. So
3: part of me thought, oh, I look like a dickhead. Like, I'm sitting here like, <laughs> and everyone's <laughs> crying and they're probably looking at me like, who's this prick? Like, <laughs>
2: and like, not, you know, yeah. she's not Amber's what boyfriend or anything.
3: Um, <laughs> so yeah, I was, but I I wasn't... I was more angry than I was sad that day. I was really angry, actually, really, really angry.
2: Mm.
3: I wasn't thinking about like sadness or anything like that. I was just I was so pissed off Mm. because that's just not fair.
2: Like the injustice of it. It's not fair on anyone. It's
3: not fair on you. It's not fair on your mum. It's not fair on your brother. Like it shouldn't be like that. Yeah,
2: it's a lot of the injustice of it all.
3: Yeah, I was just so pissed off.
2: I think you were very shell shocked.
3: Yeah, I was hugely. Yeah, like I've never, sh- I've never uh, been yeah. in that situation at yeah. all. Not even close to it. Yeah, like, I've not even had anyone like super close in my family die, yeah, like, especially out out of the blue like that. Yeah. So I had no idea what to do. No idea. In this
2: situation, yeah.
3: So I sat there for most of the day in in you that ate kind fucking of that area.
2: <laughs>
3: and yeah, I just, I just sat there all you day. Did, literally, didn't yeah, yeah, say a word yeah. to anyone. I just sat there, stared into the abyss, like, just thinking... Just processing. Mostly, mostly about nothing, like, just anger. Like, mm. I didn't think about, like, oh, the good times or the like, sad times or what's going to come.
2: Yeah.
3: I just thought, why? Like, why has that happened? And I'm not one to think, like... I kind of am one to think, like, everything happens for a reason, but but and why has this happened? Like, yeah. why has this happened for this yeah. reason? There's, yeah. there's no reason for this to happen. Yeah. Like... This, there's no good in this at all. There is
2: absolutely yeah. No there's, there's no thing of like yeah, like oh, in a better place. Like this is just so nah. completely out of the blue that we were like, this is just such an injustice to everybody involved. That yeah, we were and for I think all of us for a long while we were so pissed off at the world of the injustice of it all. Um, so yeah, that was your sort of version of events of that. 48 hours that felt like two fucking weeks Um, so yeah what was so sort of like in the leading weeks like after that so like say between mum's death and the funeral day and I want to talk about the funeral day because that's very significant as well Mm -hmm. for me and you Yeah. Um, what was I like in between that bracket like what was what was our relationship like in that bracket in that like three weeks we waited quite a while to bury mum because we took her um home to norfolk yeah. so we had we had we had quite a lot of time to stew over things before we'd even buried her wasn't it It was quite a lot of like there was like something in the air do you know what i mean like we were kind of sort of getting on with life but then it was like we haven't bloody buried her yet because we waited at least nearly four weeks three to four weeks yeah, so well, it was a funny couple of weeks, wasn't we it? We had a lot
3: of time, but we didn't. We didn't do like any thinking or anything like that. There was a lot to do. Yeah, there was a lot to do. Like, yeah, we had to sort out the house. <laughs> the house was a, an absolute shit hole. Yeah, it
2: was. And there was
3: like stuff everywhere. Your mum mom shit paper everything. everywhere. So I remember most days just going through all of that. She, did you and think and she
2: was a clerk with all that paperwork? It was <laughs> <I haven't laughs> awful, wasn't so um, it?
3: But. Yeah, those days were kind of like, you just kind of went through the days and we both had a few days off work and just kind of got stuff sorted. Um, Mm. Again, I didn't really think about things. I didn't think about things for months. Um, Mm. I just kind of got through it, thought about you, thought about what you need and kind of got through the days Mm. and helped out around the house and helped out with things helped you out and made sure you were right like well, you weren't gonna be all right there's nothing I could. no done but also
2: in the right. ways that you could but, be yeah
3: but anything possible um so yeah i didn't really think about things those three days like those few weeks yeah we really. just had to get shit done just getting things done yeah and just just kind of keeping, keeping myself occupied in a way yeah no um I yeah i i don't i don't think about things for ages mm. um and the isn't, dust settled. It isn't a great thing, but it's naturally, I just, I just don't. I just kind of switch into mode like. But I think in a way, sort of we all out.
2: didn't. We did. We all didn't really have the time to. I mean, yeah, we had in, in a couple of weeks. We had to, you know, all, like especially Kyle's, well, like sort out the house and um, get accustomed to this new life of of, mm. of what it, this is now. Like life without mum. Prepare for the funeral. Prepare for traveling there and and everything as that. Um, but in terms of our relationship, like, yeah, we just, it was, it wasn't really much interaction, was there really? It was just get stuff done. Um, the more the fundamentals, like our, our, we we were still, we saw each other like every single day, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't like, um, see each other to spend time. It was like, see each other to, To to get shit done, to, to help me out with things, to, yeah, go through stuff and all things like that. So, like, the ro- the romantic side or whatever, or the, like, actual, yeah, like, relationship part. It's almost like we sort of became just, like...
3: I was just someone who came around the house and
2: Yeah, and just helped, yeah, like it was. It was very much like that.
3: But you don't think about, like... But you don't think... You... relationship or... Yeah, no,
2: you... Exactly, you or, like, don't.
3: Or, romance or that, any of that kind of normal stuff when you're in that situation. No, of course it's, you don't. That's the last yeah, thing. the last thing on your Absolute mind.
2: Absolute last thing. Um... And as well, yeah, so so yeah, we're at funeral day now. And um for those that don't know, um, who aren't friends and family, Joe actually carried my mum's coffin. Um, not on my own. <laughs> yeah, you're not that strong, hun. Yeah. But yeah, Joe was oh, is it the reason? it not it's not a ring bearer, is it? What's it called? <laughs> oh no, bloody well wedding.
3: <laughs> What's that. it called? A uh,
2: pool bearer. Pole bearer fucking hell not a ring bearer yeah Go into going to the chapel <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> but yeah joe was uh, this isn't funny this is this is quite a sweet joe was a pool bearer on for my for my mum yeah guess that um i actually don't remember asking you who asked you um another was, it, one, it, really? was it just it was just a
3: it's just kind of like not really happened but it's kind of like no, you did ask me. I know you did ask me. Was it me? But it was kind of, it was kind of like, it was kind of going to happen anyway. It was like a no-brainer. Because we were organising things, like we'd go to the like funeral parlour and like, sort things out with your brother. Yeah. And...
2: What well, a strange day me, that was, you, though. Yeah, that was weird. Sitting there and being picking the coffin out, and, so it, weird. and it was one it's like when, just going down the shop. And it was like an coffee. Argos catalogue, wasn't it? And it, it, was, it was like yeah. a woven or What was it yeah. a um, the fucking cardboard one? And I was like, <laughs> I, I was like, the you the lot cardboard. are stingy. I was like, I remember thinking, I remember asking, do people actually buy the cardboard one? Because that is fucking wrong. I was like, if you're putting your mother in a cardboard box, you you need to <laughs> you've got some fucking problems. Yeah, that was a weird old day. Remember yeah. Jasper. No.
1: In the Chapel of Rest? No. <laughs> Do you remember? I never
3: went into the Chapel of Rest. Oh, did you rest? not? No, I never oh, saw good her, thing.
2: No. Good, because she looked like Jabberwocky. It was awful. Oh, my God. Um, no, we, yeah. You see, it's just a quick thing. Just when we went to the Chapel of Rest at the Cooperative Funeral Care in Chalvey, may I let you know. <laughs> for, for those who aren't local to Slough, Chalvey Cooperative Funeral Care, don't bother. Don't bother. So, yeah, we took the dog down there. To like have like a little sniff of mum, like, and they were fine with it, just to let him sort of give him his little piece and whatnot. And he fully went in there and just like had a like a. Do you not remember this? I wasn't there. Oh, you man. went down. Like, you man. were at work? And um, he he we like lifted him up and he started freaking out and then he cocked his leg. On the door a little bit, and I was like, <laughs> no, get out!" So he pissed um, pissed in the chapel of rest. Left yeah. his mark. Yeah, left his mark. Little shit. But yeah, back to the pool bearing. Um, so, yeah, so did I ask you? Yeah,
3: I remember you asked me one night in bed just before we were going to sleep. We were like, do you want to do it? But I thought it was going to come anyway.
2: Yeah. Because we
3: were kind of organising things. And I don't know, I think we might have gone through the list or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was going to come. Um, I've never done that before.
2: Yeah, not, not really
3: been to, I've been to a few funerals, but. I think, quite on that we'll level. Or be
2: involved as much yeah. I've as never that, been involved. Yeah. It's just been one of
3: the people who kind of sits at the back and... You know, yeah,
2: and just, yeah. Takes involved. part in that, yeah, part, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it was a lot to ask you, and I didn't think until... Like, not until really recently, I think, like, oh, my God, like... That was a big ask from us to you. It was a really big ask from us to you. But also, at the time, for us, it just felt completely right, because yeah. who else, like... She was like a second mum to you. You adored her. She adored you. Um, so yeah, it was a no-brainer for us. But at the time, obviously, we probably didn't really think of, like, the emotion, the emotional side of it for you to, you know, carrying. You were the youngest of all the pool bearers as well. Mm. So it was a big ask for you. But yeah, you... I'd never really
3: thought much into it. I kind of thought, yeah, I should like. If I've been asked to do it, so you're not going to say no. Yeah. And but I had you no felt... reason to say no either. Like. No. I wanted to do it, and I just did it. Yeah, <laughs> I just did it. Just, just did I it, just did it. it. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't. Th- I didn't really think about it. The only thing I thought about was what if I drop her? Yeah,
2: you thought about the night before, didn't you? Yeah, you were like, what I if, you if, I if I drop her? It would not it? <laughs>
3: well <wasn't> it? Um, <laughs> but yeah, it wasn't really an issue. For it was me, a
2: no-brainer. That. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: And yeah, we're ha- we're happy that you were because we felt. We hope that you felt honoured, and yeah, we wouldn't yeah, have really wanted anybody else other than the people who did. Mm. But so yeah, that was a big thing for you on the funeral day, so as well, and more so on the funeral day. It was the first time I saw you cry. I suppose, yeah. Yeah, the first time throughout it all. Yeah. When I was stood up there with Kyle doing my speech, President O'Car calls my brother um doing my speech and i've looked up and i've just seen you and your little red rosy cheeks on the front
0: many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care plush care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey
2: Obviously, there's, there was hundreds of people there crying, but it was like my eyes fixated on you. Not out of, you know, um, purpose or anything like that, but it fixated on you. And you were just, you you were gone. And it stopped me dead in my tracks because I thought, oh my God, he's actually crying. And it wasn't a thing of like a relief of, yes, he's finally crying, but I thought. Got him. But yeah, yeah my speech got him, yes. But I was like, oh my God, like, it almost like took me for a minute, like, I wanted to stop and come and console you. Like, that's what it, it was so strange because so I was like, fuck, he's crying. Um, but it stopped me dead in my tracks. And that's when I was like, oh my God, this is so real. Like, this is so real. Like, I'm fully stood up at the podium, at my mum's funeral, next to my brother. My mum's coffin is there. I'm watching my boyfriend cry in front of me. I think it was a real um, kicker, like a reality check. Mm. And it really started to in my tracks and I came back to reality and was like, right, carry on. Mm. Carry on, Amber. Um, but yeah, that day, if you said, yeah, you carried, carried her out.
3: Yeah, going back to like, crying, like, I think it was like, as I said, I'm not really one to cry, but it was kind of like impossible not to in that situation. Like yeah. Everyone around me was, um, and just like, I was sitting there watching you do your speech and you were, you were crying, obviously, in, in bits and I was just... It's kind of like I just sit there and think, that's just not fair. Like, mm. and she's in that situation. I I wasn't crying because because your mum had died. Like, I was crying because you're in that situation.
2: Yeah, you were. you hurting for me.
3: Yeah, it was just it's just tough to watch. And it's yeah. I just said like she shouldn't be in this situation. She's a yeah. nineteen like, girl. She she shouldn't be here. She shouldn't be like this. Mm. So that's kind of what made me upset. I think.
2: I so think it's a mixture of everything, yeah, it's just you know, the injustice... I think that, yeah, the whole being upset from I think you I think you're sort of um Oh you need to get closer. Sorry, no, my away. bum hurts. I've got numb bum. <sighs> God's sake. Um sort of like your um what's the word? Like defence like I'm not saying like maternal because 'cause you're not mother. Defence mechanism. You're, you're fe- yeah, yeah, defence mechanism comes in and you're like, right protect protect Amber at all costs, mm. like but then sometimes it's it's you know you you crack as well and you're like fuck like I can't do this.
1: Yeah,
3: I've always kind of been like a person like who especially in that situation like, I can't I can't be the one showing emotion because I've got to be there for you and I've got to got to look out for you. So I haven't really for that whole time I didn't really think about myself or or what kind of situation I was in at the time. I just thought, well, what have I got to do for Amber? How am I yeah. gonna make things at least a little bit better? Mm-hmm how can I try and, you know, help her out.
2: Yeah. So I didn't
3: think about myself or what situation I was in or what was gonna happen with us. All I thought about was you really. So I didn't really have time to, to think about things and, and process things and be upset or cry. And I suppose when I was looking at you mm. doing that speech and I saw you in the the state you were, I thought oh, she's in a she's not in a good way here. And that's what made me upset. Yeah. That's what made me really upset. That's what kind of triggered it with me.
2: Yeah. No, no, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah, but going back to you saying how yeah you put your feelings aside and how you didn't want to show emotion and how you just bottled things up for the sake of me or being like no I have to be a rock you did that for a long time. I think I still do. I no, mean, yeah, you do definitely, definitely. Um, but I remember it got to a point where I had had enough of it. Mm. And I don't know if you remember the conversation. We had many conversations, but there was one distinctive time and we really laid it out. Because I remember I was... Um, I couldn't understand why you... I want to say it was like six months after mum. can't remember the time frame. might
3: have be been even longer. It that. might
2: have been even longer. I think it was maybe a good year, maybe. Mm. And I remember being like... I remember always feeling, for a long while feeling like, I couldn't cry in front of you oh. because I didn't know how you were going to react not react or how you would like sort of cope um and if you'd know what to say and for a long time like if I did cry in front of you I'd cry quietly and then you'd be and then you'd feel bad because you'd be like why can't you cry in front of me? And I'd be like, because I don't feel I don't. Want, I, it was it was like we both didn't want to put each other in situations. Oh. So you didn't want to cry or let out let off steam because you didn't want to make me upset, and vice versa. I didn't want to cry and make and make you upset and put like put them feelings on you. So we were kind of we were going just in a circle of just each other just not saying anything to each other, um, and I think it just got to a point where I think. I'd had enough of us not just talking about her and I finally came out and you said and you came out rightly and you said I can't he's like you were like of course I get upset about it I get upset about your mum a lot but I don't want to because how you were very much like I need to be your support network but mm. I think we finally had that conversation and we we both come to the realisation of by you being my support network you need to show the emotion you need to be expressive with it and talk about mum. And if you want to be upset, be upset about it. Doing what you were doing wasn't being the support network that you thought you were being.
3: Yeah, I think I got to a point where I just wasn't... Even when you were getting upset about things, I wanted to talk about things. Like, I wasn't even talking about things with you when you were trying to talk about things with me. Yeah. Um, I'm not really the kind of person to, to talk too much about anything, unless it's probably about football. <laughs> um, oh, God. <laughs> But so, I never really talked too much, even when you wanted to talk. Like, I didn't, I just was in a situation where I just didn't really know what to say. Yeah, even though I knew so much about it and I was there when it happened, and I knew mum so well, and I knew your family so well, I didn't really know what to say. I was kind of like,
2: sometimes it does matter, sometimes it does not matter. Yeah,
3: so I don't know. There were times where I just, if you were upset, I just. Kind of give you a hug and be like yeah just kind of but i, I had to say something it got to a point where it's nothing was actually happening and you didn't want to show emotion with me
2: mm. so
3: i suppose now i suppose I've, i have got better but
2: i think now yeah so we're going to go into a part just sort of like in now of what we've of what we sort of do now and what we've learned from those shit times of where we didn't speak and we were just sort of both just wandering around in the dark. I think now we've definitely come to an understanding. Um, and I think this year, especially this mother's day Mm. definitely was a real, um, eye opener for me of how we both understand each other and how you understand me, especially, um, because it's Mother's Day. Fucking hell, what was that like? Hey, mums, what was I like? I yeah, know.
3: it was... Um, <laughs> I don't know, Mother's Day has always been, like, a difficult time of the year. Yeah. And I suppose... Like, but looking back at the anyway. last, but, yeah,
2: looking back at the last two Mother's Days before that, mm. I've always been pretty okay, haven't I? Ish. But this Mother's Day there was something about it mm. that just completely rocked me and just going off a branch of a branch so talking we're going to go into like how joe supported me on that mother's day um i think support is i get a lot that's one thing when since I've started this grief gang and since before that people always ask me well how did joe support you through it like what did he do like how how, how did he support you and i just go what's your definition of support mm. Like, cause it is different for absolutely everybody. I was. They were like, "Oh, like, did he like always check up on you?" This is and that. I said, "I said, see, if your definition of support is, you know, all the time asking, let's talk about mom, let's let's talk about our feelings, let's this, let's that, um, sort of making a big hoo-ha about things, like sort of being in your face." I said, "If that's your definition of supportive." The nay, weren't soz. <laughs> I said, because that wasn't our definition. My best definition of how Joe supported me, and I'm, com- I'm completely fine with it because it works for us, is that I knew that Joe... I'm, I knew that Joe was never going to be in my face. He's just not that type of guy. He's not going to be an in-your-face type of guy. Let's talk about things, because it's, it's just not you. But I knew that if the going gets tough... All I had to do was just look at Joe, and he'd just know the face, and he'd be like, "All right, come here, Let's do this. Let's do that." I didn't even have to speak, and it's just like we we're in tune. But it's almost like, as cringy as it is, you'd catch me before I fall. Like you didn't, yeah. you, I didn't need to give you all these warnings, like warning signs. You just knew from from the get go. If I, if you knew I was about to have a wobbly, you'd know. And with Mother's Day. It really resonated with me for how true that is about, about how you support me, of that. We were in the car on the way back from your mum's and I was just crying the whole way home, wasn't I? I was just absolute mess in the car, just looking out the window, just crying. Yeah. And all you did was just t- hold my knee. Just hold my knee. And it was all I needed. We didn't have to speak because, for God's sake, we knew what we were, I was upset about. Yeah, We didn't need to, you know, state the obvious. And all you said was, "Should we get a McDonald's?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "Yeah." <laughs> like that. McDonald's sorts most things out. Exactly, but that's yeah. the thing. Of I think everybody's definition of support is so different. So, if one thing I would say from one relationship to another, with like with grief, is that don't be put off by other people's definition of support. Like, you know, I'm saying here, saying that that's how Joe supports me. And then if you're thinking, oh, well, my brethren don't support me like that. As long as they're supporting you and you feel and you feel like they are supporting and keeping you secure and yeah. looking out for you, if you feel that, who gives a shit what anyone else's definition of support is.
3: Yeah, everyone's going to feel different ways. Exactly. And, there's no, like, and
2: need different things. Magic
3: recipe to, to sorting it out. Yeah. Like, everyone needs different things and everyone will, will do different things. I'm naturally not going to be the kind of person who's who's really deep and, and thinks about yeah. things and, and talks to you about things. That's not who I am. Yeah. So I, I kind of we got to a point where I knew I knew what you needed to fix things and it was pretty pretty shit at the start and you it were in bad places because yeah. I didn't know what to do. I didn't have a clue. Well, no, yeah, and then so I, I was kind of repelling just had to against it out. you.
2: Yeah.
3: And there's, there's no there's no magic way to do it and everyone else is different. So if if it was someone else it might be a totally different way of, of doing it yeah but you just kind of if you know them then you know what to do kind of it's...
2: well yeah and then for like maybe even I mean, if you don't know them like we, also we were quite lucky in the sense of yeah we'd been together for three years prior to that so mm. we, we got to know each other very well um, but even so you yeah we could have been together for like ten years and this happened mm. and you would probably found out a side to me that you probably would have never known during them ten years because grief reveals a funny side to people that you think fucking hell I didn't know you had that side of you. Yeah. Like I spewed some venomous things yeah, at you're you, a bitch sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> like I spewed some venomous things at you for absolutely no reason, and you could have walked away. And we spoke about it before, and I I said to you, and I said at at one point, did you ever feel like you were going to walk away from me? And you turned and you said no, because I know this isn't you. Mm. Like this person saying all these horrible things, although it's not justified, obviously. And yeah, not to say that, you know, you wouldn't just let me just say all that shit for no, you you wouldn't let me get away with it. We would argue about it, but you wouldn't go, do you know what? Fuck this. I'm walking. Mm. Because you understood that this is not Amber. This is not the Amber that I know. So I'm going to cut some slack here, but I'm going to tell her about herself. But How can you walk away?
3: No, that's the last thing you you can do or should do. I think if you if you love someone, you'll you'll be there no matter what situation they're in, no matter how shit they are or how how much they treat you like shit. Like if they're in that situation, you you've got to understand them yeah. and understand yeah. that sometimes they're just gonna use you as a punching bag. And yeah. In a way, as if you're a partner or someone very close to someone, you need to be that kind of punching bag. Sometimes It might not feel very nice, but you've got to think at the end of the day. This person's gone through a lot of crap, and I'm just, I'm just, she's just having to go at me. Sometimes it's not the end of the world. I'll get through it. Yeah. So you got to think, no matter how much crap someone gives you, you're still not in as bad situation as they are. So.
2: Yeah, I think it's. Right. Just, I think yeah, it's just. It's definitely just processing things and being like, "Was in the heat of moment, you could go. Do you know what? She's been a right bitch. Like you could have done it many times. She's Do you know what? She's been a right cowbag." I'm out. I'm running for the hills. I'm done with this girl. And you could have easily, and I could, I would have had no legs to stand stand on, being like, Do you know what? Yeah, I was just an absolute tosser to him. Mm. But you didn't because you 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 know you sat and you processed and were like, no, because you know what? It's not her. And yeah, I think that's
3: something a lot of people struggle to understand. When, yeah, like you touched on in your your friends episodes, it's. Some people just struggle to, to get it and yeah. get how people will work suddenly. Yeah, They'll be like a totally different work. person after someone dies. Yeah. They can totally change their personalities. And some people just don't get it and yeah. and can't hack it.
2: Yeah.
3: And that's fine. That's completely understandable. Yeah, that's
2: fine. And yeah.
3: There's, I, I don't blame you at all. Um but you if you just gotta sometimes understand them and, and just not really worry about it too much. Just
2: don't take it on the take it to heart, innit, sort of yeah. thing, really. Just time to shut up and move along, isn't
3: it? Yeah, i will never one to get too emotional about it. Or if you piss me off, I don't really think about it. I'll, yeah, I'll
2: get a bit pissed be squashed off, in the morning. Call
3: you a prick and then kind of move on, really. <laughs> and we're both like that. We're quite lucky in that way. Like I think, well, before it all happened, we were a bit emotional about things. And if, if we did have an argument, oh, God, yeah. it Life would be the death. end of the world. And, and, you know, we'd never see each other ever again. And, you know, we're, we're over forever. Yeah. And then, kind of after your mum passed, it was kind of just like.
2: So, do you know what? Yeah, it's really worth it. This stuff you? ain't worth it, innit? Yeah, really so lag. true. So true, yeah. Like, like, life kind of is on. too short.
3: Let's get a McDonald's.
2: <laughs> Let's get a McDonald's. Yeah. That's always the motto. Mickey D's. <laughs> um, what was this? Right. Not Christmas list? Get off my Christmas oh, I list. I thought you had my own Christmas list. <laughs> right. This is the last little part. So, this is the first question for Joe, and then I'm going to answer it as well. So, what is one bit of advice you'd give to a partner of someone who is grieving? Um, In a short and sweet sentence. Short and sweet, is that it? Well, go on, a little bit. Can I talk freely? Go on then. Fucking <laughs>
3: hell, go. No, it's difficult because it, like, it changes through the time. So, kind of when it first starts, you just got to deal with it naturally, mm. see how the person acts and in a way you've got to take a, a kind of step backwards sometimes Yeah. because if this person's obviously got it. family around them, they're going to be in the same situation. Mm-hmm. They kind of have to kind of deal with it themselves with their family because they're all in the same situation. They'll naturally look after each other. Mm-hmm. I think as a partner, you've got to, th- got to think this has affected me because you're close to whoever the person's died is still. Um, but, End of the day, your partner is, is number one priority. Mm. I don't when it happened, I didn't think about myself once, and you do take time off to think about yourself in your own time, but when, when they're about, I, I wouldn't think about you. It's probably actually not the best thing to do, it's probably not the best advice to be honest.
2: No, but it's what you did, and it's okay. it's it's no, I get what point you're trying to make of um sort of, yeah, take you have to take the back seat at some point just because you're in a relationship yeah and you know the two of you are one and whatever shit like that mm. sorry but some things in life you're going to have to take the back seat and you are not going to be number one priority mm. apologies
3: yeah it's shit to hear but it's
2: shit to hear and it is a tough it's a tough pill to swallow mm. but just know it ain't long term yeah it ain't long term we will get back to how we were, you know, I might be different, but we will get back to me and you, but for now, I'm going to need you to take a back seat. Mm. I love you, I respect you, just take a back seat for now.
3: Yeah, but not in the terms of like, you've got to be there for them. Of like, course, yeah. Every night yeah. I, w- I was with you, and yeah. I, I, would, I would be there, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't pester you with questions no. or ask you like, are you okay, because you're not you're fucking not okay. okay. Um so I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily be too involved. I'd be there, but I would, I just be there to do what needed to be done, yeah, and just kind of get to the next day and get you through to the next day,
2: yeah. 100%. And, and that was it.
3: I wouldn't pester you or, or, or be in your way because I knew that's not what you needed.
2: Yeah. So, all your little advice would be to partners of them, learn when to take a back seat, but yeah. at the same time. Read the signs, yeah. Read the signs. Yeah. Learn to sort of like learn to take a back seat, but observe a hundred percent. Like because I you I I would know you would literally be taking a back seat, but I would feel your eyes following me around the room like a fucking mm. hawk. Like you'd be watching my every move. Yeah. Um, to see like body language, how I sp. I, and you would watch me like a hawk. But it was nice. It was secure. It was, it was like. Okay, he's not in my face, but I know he's not that far away that if I do feel like, Joe, I can I can reach him, mm. I can get to him.
3: But partly because of that, I I, I watched you so closely because I, I needed to work out how you now work. Yeah. Because yeah, as you were in a totally different space and your mentality was totally different, I had to kind of learn a new side to you. Yeah. So I had to think well, you about, to, you to about just, the way you, you thought and the way you clicked. You sort of
2: new me. In a yeah. way, yeah, you had a new girlfriend sort of like yeah. overnight, and it was a bit like, "Hang on, yeah. I don't know you."
3: No, it was weird. So yeah. you have to totally learn how this. Person it is. Yeah, you now. kind of,
2: you kind of start from scratch. And my advice from being a grieving person, having whether you're in a long term relationship or your relationship was like quite new with your like, with your grief, like if you got into a relationship quite quickly or even if, like, your parent was, like, terminally ill, like, through, like, your whole, like, relationship, like, to date. My one bit of advice is, obviously, I'm not going to sit here and say, don't take it out on your partner, because, you know what, you're going to, you're 100% going to, and, you know what? you're not even going to realise that you were doing it. Mm. You're not even going to realise that you're doing it. So I can't sit here and say, don't take it out on your partner, because I still do to this day. I still do to this day, and I can. It'd be like, "Why are you angry?" fun? I'd be like, "I can't actually pinpoint, but I've just had a shit day. Thinking yeah. about mum, I've had a shit day. Something's triggered me off, and I've. You're the first person I've seen, and you're the closest thing to me. So you're. I'm gonna lay waste to you. The one bit of advice that I can give is, if you do lash out, if you can, like midway through lashing out or afterwards, remove yourself from the situation diffuse and come back and come and be completely honest as to why you did that don't just sit there and lie don't make a cover up and say oh and try and like find something that they've done that could have pissed you off and try and pinpoint it on them be honest and say do you know what i'm really sorry i've just had a really bad day like this has triggered me this i saw something today like it really upset me whatever it is if you know if it's If your grief has reared its ugly head and it's caused you to take this out on your partner, be honest and say, I'm sorry, so I'm having a really bad day. And I don't mean to. And you have to hold your hands up. You have to take accountability. You have to take accountability for your grief sometimes and to hold your hands up and go, do you know what? Yeah, I fucked up on that one. And I guarantee you, your partner will 100% appreciate it and they'll understand it. If they've been supportive of you up till this point and you know they're making an effort to understand you and to get to know this new you if you're completely honest with them about you know when you do lash out sometimes and you do get a bit weird and whatnot they will 100% appreciate it um and yeah and i think gradually with time the more you start acknowledging like when you do lash out mm. i find that you end up not doing it as much if that makes sense like when you realise that, okay, after you've had a blowout, you have to then go and explain yourself after.
3: Yeah, I think you naturally, sort of,
2: it's sort of you stop you stop doing it because you're thinking, Oh for fuck's sake, I've got to explain myself after this. So you just don't do it to begin with.
3: Yeah, I think naturally. I find that kind of, that's what I do. In my position, I could I knew when you were gonna be in a situation where that could have happened. Yeah. And after like through experience, you can kind of cut it out before it kind of happens. Yeah, it's,
2: it definitely yeah, nipping it's nipping it in the bud. It's yeah. nipping it in the bud before it even gets to that point. So I think if we feel if I feel like I'm gonna go at you for no stupid reason, if I've if I've been through on a shit day or something like that, I'll just just take just take time out, take time out. But yeah, I think that will conclude our little relationship episode.
3: Good, I've got a right numb bum.
2: You're a numb bum. Well, this one was a lengthy one. This is just coming up to 50 minutes. I to stop
3: up once, so it's probably about 45.
2: Oh. Oh yeah. Maybe a few Yeah, yeah. Probably about 45. But yeah, I feel like sometimes I need to throw in a little long one every now and then. We all like a bit of a lengthy
1: one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but I hope you've enjoyed this one. I hope you feel like hearing another person and their partner's story sort of can, if you're going through it as well with your partner, you kind of feel like, oh, do you know what? Yeah, we are, I'm not, there's another couple out there who is just like me, you know, you know, they might look all, I think that's one thing, especially with like social media as well, like life can look just all honky dory, especially for couples and behind closed doors, it can be absolutely dog shit. So, and especially then throwing grief into the mix as well. I know a lot of people, that's one thing a lot of people say to me, like, how did your relationship survive? And I'm like, this is clearly a big thing. Like, grief does, it really does make or break people. Like, that's why some people, they, like, divorce and mm. split foot, it because it is almost like you are with a brand new person and you're getting to know them. But all it is is honesty. Honesty with your partner. Tell them how you feel. Stop rubbing your belly. <laughs> and, yeah. Trust me when I say you'll get back to that ridiculous twatish little childish couple that you are, or what we are anyway.
3: Yeah, it will make you better.
2: Definitely, I think it, it makes you a hundred percent stronger and just uh, yeah. There's a real you grief. It brings a real unity when you when you when mm. you can really get it right and literally, like I say, coexist with it. You can really. Blossom from it, I think. I think everything can grow from it. One hunter. Right. Say peace out, H Sam. See you later. (laughs) Right. That's the end. Then. See you later. Bye bye. Bye bye. (laughs) Hold up.